0: Welcome to episode 175 of the Luke Messiah Show. If you are somebody who watches our podcast regularly instead of listens to it, I'm sorry we won't be having a video version this week. Um, So you might be listening for the first time if you saw the announcement that uh, we won't have a video. But that being said, I wanted to come to you. It is July 4th. It is Independence Day. I have finished a long day. If you hear some fireworks in the background just know that like i'm recording in my office and there could easily be fireworks because 80 percent of my neighborhood fires fireworks which we already did tonight san antonio i'm going to tell y'all a little secret about san antonio so fireworks are not allowed on july 4th but like 70 of the population fire them off and no one ever does anything about it um My experience has not been the same in most big cities, but I think there's just, I don't know, Hispanics in San Antonio really like fireworks, and so we've blown them off for a long time as long as I've been here, as long as I've grown up here, and no one's ever said anything. So that's the deal. Um, It is Independence Day. Uh, It is a time to remember and be grateful for the country in which we're in on this show often. We come to you with different issues and different challenges facing our state. And it's really important that we acknowledge some of those because there is a level of acknowledgement that's necessary in order to be able to actually chart a correct path forward. I even said, I was making a comment today that uh, if your politicians are willing to tolerate sex change surgeries on children, then they probably would have tolerated all of the tea that was taxed and the garrisons that were put up and the judicial problems that we had that led to our founding fathers actually rising up against the king. Thank God we actually had courageous leaders with moral clarity to found this nation. And it is easy for everyone to look back on their decisions and go, oh, Isn't that awesome? I would have been with them, right? It's kind of like we look back on the disciples in the New Testament and go, oh, they're so dumb. Why couldn't they see this was Jesus, the Son of God? Why are they saying these things? Why are they making these mistakes? We assume that if we were at that time in history, we would have seen that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And to the same extent— um, not to the same extent, but at least to a similar extent, we actually look back on the Founding Fathers and assume, oh, we would have been there, right? But when I look around, knowing most of the politicians I know, these guys would not line up <laughs> with the Founding Fathers and actually joined uh, to push off the chains of tyranny. Heck, they're worried about sending a letter to the governor if they disagree with what he's doing. The governor, the duly elected governor. But here's the cool thing. Contextually, we still live in a country that affords its citizens significant amounts of freedom. And that is never as true as it is today. I mean, if we look back a year or two or three, just the last two weeks of Supreme Court rulings have reestablished significant restraints on these blue states that are trying to take away people's Second Amendment rights. They have at least, and I'm just going to remind, they did not establish a right to life for the unborn children, but the Supreme Court did say that no right to an abortion exists in the Constitution. Incredible win for pro-life Americans. And even a bigger win for unborn children, who will not end up getting aborted as a result of that Supreme Court decision. Financially, they made decisions that basically said the EPA has exceeded its authority, which it has. And the Supreme Court told Congress, if you want the EPA to regulate energy producers the way they are currently regulating them, then you have to give them the authority to do it via legislation. That's how this works. Huge win for Texas. Huge win for the energy industry. Huge win for our economy. So we still do live at a time where we are afforded a ton of freedoms in comparison to not only people around the globe, but also just people throughout all of human history. The fact that I can come to you every week is not something that I'm always grateful for. I just assume this is something that exists. I just assume this is a right that I have. We often don't view our lifestyles as privileges. We don't contextualize them with where we've come from. And we don't always remember all of the sacrifices that have been made. This July 4th, I am even more grateful for President Donald Trump, somebody who I did not support in the primary I was a big Ted Cruz guy. I still am a Ted Cruz fan, especially over John Cornyn or Greg Abbott here in Texas. I was uncomfortable supporting Donald Trump in November of 2016. What a mistake that was. So I am incredibly grateful that on this July 4th, I get to look back on the four years of his presidency And look at the gifts that God bestowed our nation as a result of his time there. My whole family this evening sat down and listened to the Declaration of Independence read. It takes about nine minutes. And it had been a very long time I don't know, five years since I had listened or read it in its entirety. I'd encourage you to do so. For a lot of other people, it was even longer. Some people have never done that start to finish. Just to put yourselves in the position of the founders at the time. To recognize the decision they were making. Who knew that the courage that they would exhibit that was started then, would turn into the nation we have today. Here's the thing, guys. That should motivate you to do something. These men sacrifice their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honors. And I will just be honest with you. Most everyone I know fully engaged in the political process is not sacrificing any of those three things. No one's putting their life actually on the line. Some people are putting their fortunes, but most of the people that put a lot of money into the political process also have a lot of money. So they're not actually sacrificing. They're sacrificing generously. But it is very rare that someone goes bankrupt as a result. Their sacred honor. They made those sacrifices so that we now can operate and live in this world where we don't have to. And are there crises facing us? Absolutely. Are they to the extent that all the generations before us have faced them? That's kind of a debatable point. But we're not even in a massive time of war. We're going to finish this week's message off with an excerpt from Ronald Reagan's inaugural address in 1981. And I want to finish here to contextualize for each and every one of you as you're thinking about what you're going to do for the next year, for Texas, for the nation. I want to contextualize the position that People have been in our country that came before us. So, we're going to end with that clip. And I want you to think to yourselves and ask yourself that question what am I going to do for the next year? We are just not in a place where we are forced to make massive sacrifices. And there are some people who are. Jeff Younger is somebody who I've added on this show several times, whose son is being sexually transitioned without his permission. His son is being abused. And these cowardly politicians won't stop it. He's sacrificing fortunes. He's probably sacrificing his sacred honor. His life No, maybe his son's life is being sacrificed at the altar of the left. There are these instances that we are called to do something. And we should do something. I hope you all can hear some of those fireworks firing off in the background. I thought it was going to be okay. I figured none of y'all would be that upset because we're literally celebrating Independence Day. Welcome to America. Welcome to Texas. I will tell you this. The Supreme Court got one decision really wrong, and that was the Remain in Mexico policy that they let end. Um, And if you want to read more about that, you can go to texascorecard.com. Uh, I will probably talk about it more in the coming weeks. But essentially, you can know that John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh sided with the liberals and let Biden end the Remain in Mexico policy. The frustrating thing about this is that it is a double standard that hits us both times. So Obama gave some people legal status, amnesty, through DACA. He just administered a rule. As president. And then Trump came in and tried to, through executive orders, remove that through executive work, remove that legal status through DACA. And the Supreme Court said, you cannot do that, which was weird because they didn't pass a bill to give these people legal status, but they told Trump, you may not take their legal status away. So then Trump institutes the remain in Mexico policy, goes through a lot more hurdles than Obama went through to institute DACA, to make sure it's done right. Biden comes in, says, I'm going to end the Remain in Mexico policy. You think slam dunk, right? The Supreme Court said, just because Obama sued DACA with executive order, doesn't mean you can take it out with executive order. So now Trump, you put Remain in Mexico policy as an executive, he's taking it away as an executive. You'd think, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. The Supreme Court says, no, actually we're going to let, We are going to let Obama do something and make it permanent through executive action. And then what Trump does regarding the border, we're just going to let Biden completely eliminate that provision. A provision that now leaves Texas and Arizona as two red states that are in the last position to actually secure our border. And in Arizona, we have a Republican gubernatorial candidate in Carrie Lake, who will, when she's elected, actually secure the border, declare an invasion, and keep people from coming into this country. And if Abbott, if that happens, Abbott will likely follow in her footsteps because he has to. He does that when pressured significantly by national outlets, when he's when he looks embarrassed. He tends to move. It's unfortunately one of the things you have to do to get him to move. Or there might be such national pressure from now till the end of the year that he actually does something else. We will see. The legislature will also have an opportunity in 2023 to take action. But likely, if Carrie Lake is governor at the time, then they'll be following in her footsteps as well. There's a whole lot going on. I have several shows I am working on right now. Some important things that I think are worth bringing to you for the future of Texas. And so I am looking forward to the next several weeks and the shows that we're going to bring you. Again, we are going to end with a clip from Ronald Reagan's inaugural address in 1981. This is the last about two and a half minutes of his speech. And what I want you to ask yourself in the course of listening to this is what is the sacrifice I am called to make for the future of Texas? I hope you have a blessed week. God bless you. And God bless Texas.
1: And on the far shore, the sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses, or stars of David... They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Pork Chop Hill the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire we're told that on his body was found a diary on the flyleaf under the heading my pledge he had written these words America must win this war therefore I will work I will save I will sacrifice I will endure I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. The crisis we're facing today does not require of us the kind of sacrifice that Martin Treptow and so many thousands of others were called upon to make. It does require, however, our best effort and our willingness to believe in ourselves And to believe in our capacity to perform great deeds, to believe that together, with God's help, we can and will resolve the problems which now confront us. And after all, why shouldn't we believe that? We are Americans. God bless you and thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to The Luke Messia Show. This program is brought to you by Scorecard Media. Check out texasscorecard.com to read up on all things Texas. Scorecard Media has other podcasts as well. Yeah, they're not as good as this one, but you should still check them out. Honestly, though, visit texasscorecard.com to see all the content they're producing on a daily basis. If you'd like our podcast to grow, please consider subscribing to the show on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review. That helps others find the content we're producing. Thank you. God bless you and God bless Texas.